our sermon today with a story from one of your own early teens. So if you would like to come on up, Kevin would like to come on up, (laughs) and he has a story to share. I'm going to tell a story about one time I got lost. So me and my family, we were out camping by Morrow Bay. We were having fun, and my mom decided to take a walk on the beach. And I thought that I'd follow her, so when I finished what I was doing, I went to go look for my mom on the beach. And while I was looking for her, she passed me and got back to the campsite. And I was there, stranded and lost on the beach. So what I did was I looked for her for a really long time. I got really far out, and I just gave up and went to the tide pools and waited. Now, eventually, my dad did find me at the tide pools, but it was pretty scary, very scary. I bet you were really scared, and I felt so happy to be home with your family. When I got home, when my dad found me, it was amazing. I felt Mm -hmm. so relieved. I thought that I'd be just sitting on the beach for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thank you so much. Let me see this. We have had a lot of kids on the stage recently. Last week we had VBS, and the week before we also had a children's story. I absolutely love seeing kids on the stage. It's a little scary, just a little bit, because you never know what they're going to do. You never know what they're going to say. And it's almost, it's scary, but I think it's almost beautiful in a way. Because you know when you're talking to a child, they're not giving you an act. They're giving you a real person, a real of who they are. Last week we had VBS, and even though some of them were up here, they weren't exactly doing the dance moves just right. They were expressing who they were. And the week before, it melted my heart when the, when the little boy wanted to share about his dreams he had. And the little girl wanted to share how much Jesus loved her. It was beautiful. I love how real children are. They give you something that maybe adults won't. Even though they may be doing something that isn't according to schedule or according to the plan, they are giving you something beautiful. There was a child mentioned in the Bible And he did what he wasn't supposed to do. And just like you, Kevin, he got separated from his parents. But then he found safety and warmth within the temple. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, please be with us today. Let your words be spoken and heard. And just bless us and bless you as we go through and learn about what you did and how you acted as a child. We love you so much. Amen. So let's open our Bibles up to Luke chapter 2. It'll also be on the screen. So we're starting in verse 41. The text says, Every year, Jesus' parents traveled to Jerusalem. 
for the Feast of Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up as they always did for the feast. When it was over, they left for home. The child Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. See, the text says that Jesus stayed behind. Unlike with Kevin, he wasn't lost, but he chose to stay in Jerusalem. I think, just as he did his entire life, he was listening to God's voice. And his heavenly father said, stay behind and go to the temple. And the text continues saying, Thinking he was somewhere in the company of the pilgrims, they journeyed for a whole day and then began looking for him among relatives and neighbors. They did not find him. Then they went back to Jerusalem looking for him. A lot of times I hear this story and it's, they ask the question, well, how did the parents not notice their child was gone? But the text gives that answer. They thought he was with the relatives. Because you see, when, back then when they would travel, they would travel in groups of their family and their friends. And so usually the males would travel together and then the females would travel together. And then the kids kind of wandered in between. So they'd go back and forth or they would just play together. So it was very easy to not notice until it was time to go to sleep that he was gone. Also, I want to ask, how long was Jesus away from his parents? Three days, yeah. For three days, he was away from his parents. I want you to keep that in mind for later. And then the next day, they found him in the temple, seated among the teachers, listening to them and asking questions. The teachers were all quite taken with him, impressed with the sharpness of his answers. But his parents were not impressed. They were upset and hurt. His mother said, Young man, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been half out of our minds looking for you. He said, This is the Message Bible for some of you know. (laughs) He said, Why were you looking for me? Don't you know that I had to be here dealing with the things of my father? But they had no idea what he was talking about. You see, Jesus walked into the temple and he started to talk to the priests. He started to ask them questions. And this story you've probably heard before. If you were at VBS, you heard it again. And usually when we hear this story, we focus in on either Jesus or his parents. But today I want to focus in on the priests. Because these priests, they know something about growing young. They know something about warm communities. A 12-year-old kid comes in asking them questions. And instead of ignoring him or pushing him away, they stop and they listen to him. And because of it, they were also blessed. And also remember, he was gone for three days. For three days, someone had to feed him. Three days, someone had to give him a place to sleep. For three days, they listened 
to him. And they loved on this child that came in. And it was probably the community that came together and said, we are going to love on this child and feed him and care for him. But most importantly, they listened to him and what his questions were. Both child and adults were blessed because of this. This is what a warm community looks like. Multi-generations coming together to learn more about God. Jesus came to the church to find safety. He came to the church to find a home. He came to, to find a warm community, and that is what we are called to be, this warm community. So I wonder if our youth and children and young adults have the same experience when they come into our church. Do they have that same experience that Jesus had? Do they feel seen? Do they feel heard, welcomed, and loved, and known? Not only the teenagers, but the young adults, the single people, the ones that are new to the faith and new to the community. Do they feel welcomed? Young people oftentimes can feel as though they are segregated to their own kids' table. And this is in in contrast to the intergenerational life that God intends for his Christian communities. Young and older coming together to learn more about God. There's a text, in, or a, um, a quote I'd like to share from the Growing Young book, which says, Cross-generational discipleship is beneficial not only for the young people, but also for the older generations who need the vitality of the young to inspire their faith, just as much as the young need the wise elders to ground theirs. Faith after all, is not just passed down. It is passed around. So you see, growing young isn't just for the youth. It isn't just a cool factor that we have to get by having some big concert up here with smoke screens and flashing lights and a drum set that goes flying 20 feet in the air and spins in circles. This is not meant to be a Toby Mac concert, but it is meant to be a family. Because warm is the new cool, and that is what they search for. So what is warm? Well, warm is real. Warm is authentic. It is welcoming. It is a family. The kids nowadays, millennials, if you want to call them that, is they like difference. They like weird. They don't want a perfect cookie cutter. Everything is just right. If I've spent a lot of time in Costa Mesa lately with my sister. <laughs> and that place, has anyone been to Costa Mesa? Got a few. Okay, a few hands. It's like 15 minutes down the freeway. And... I'm going to say Costa Mesa is a little weird <laughs> because they have a raw cookie dough shop 
where they literally serve raw cookie dough in ice cream scoopfuls. <laughs> it's edible, supposedly. And they have an Eat Chow, where it's a restaurant within a toy store, within a clothing shop. And I think probably the weirdest place of all is their anti-mall, where they have rebar showing, and the floors are cracked up, and they have holes in the ceiling shaped like hearts and stars, and it's a very interesting sight. But the kids love it. The youth that go there, all of them are smiling and they're happy. Because something about the place being messed up, they feel like they can just be themselves. That they don't have to be perfect. They can come as their raw self. Young people want this type of place, that they can be themselves. Now, I'm not saying we need to start cutting holes in the ceiling, but maybe we as a people can come and be that messed up people and be ourselves and be raw. Because we, they want to come just as they are and be welcomed into the family. The families are not perfect. My absolute favorite hymn, I heard today we're going to be singing a lot of hymns, and I want to say my favorite hymn is Family of God. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. And then the verse says, You will notice we say brother and sister around here. That's because we are a family, and these folks are so dear. When one has a heartache, we all share a tear. And we rejoice in each victories in this family so dear. That is our church family, where we share our burdens and we share our struggles and we share our joy and what God has done for us. Just as our memory verse for today, the scripture reading, which will be on the slide, it says, So in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. In Romans 12, this is what we are called to be. Each member belonging to each other. I belong to you, and you belong to me, and we all belong to each other. And we are one big, happy family. But this is not a new concept for this church. I've only been here a month, and I've already felt the warmth that this church brings. The family feel that this church has. I know this from testimonies of people coming to me and saying, I love this church because it's a family, because it's real and it's authentic. And because you guys have so many outreach ministries, there's the prison ministries, there's the visiting of the convalescent homes, there's um, everything else you guys have, and it's beautiful. And it shows that you guys are so accepting of others. You don't care where they've been or what color their hair is. You still love on everyone that comes through those doors. And it is wonderful and it is beautiful. We also have our VBS, which I think is a great example of a warm community to our children. 
we have older and younger coming together to learn more about God. As we mentioned earlier, growing young is not just for the youth of the church, but for all generations. Not only do the young people benefit from the warmth of of a warm community, but the entire church benefits. Just like the adults around the boy Jesus benefited from his presence and his questions, we all can benefit. We grow in vitality when the young people are around. So what does this look like in action? Well, tomorrow we have our, what's it called, the um, health fair for the community. I think it's a great example because you are inviting them into our church and caring for their physical needs, but also for their spiritual needs. We have the spiritual corner where we get to talk to them. And I encourage you tomorrow to really talk to these people and to listen to them, maybe hear their stories, and just share with them that this church loves them, that God loves them. And then in our every day church lives, we can show this to our children simply by listening to them, by letting them talk to us and to show them that we care. Get down on the ground and play with them. They say the language of love for a child is play. To get in there and you enjoy their company and you listen and you love on these children so that they feel this is their family and they wouldn't even think of leaving because this is their home and this is their church. So I would like to invite, just real quickly, to sing with, sing with me, the family of God. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washing the fountain. Cleanse his blood, join hands with Jesus as we travel this far. For I'm part of the family, the family.